this should have been two weeks ago because that was when we had our first year for the podcast. But since my internet was down, um, I couldn't. So now here is our one year recording. So stranger, before we start anything today, thank you very much for always being here. I know it's so unlikely that I put up an episode on a weekend, but I just really want to have this out there and continue with our dating series for this Tuesday. So join me today as we celebrate and as I tell you, this isn't my story. My name is Lee and this is Decapitated Thoughts. This isn't my story. It's the biggest lie and the biggest truth that I have ever told myself. And in some version of any of the story, I might have said it out loud, directly or indirectly. When I was a kid, I've met a lot of different people. I've heard a lot of different songs seen a lot of movies, read a lot of books, poems, essays, and whatnot that were all pertaining to romantic relationships. And I'd always had thought that relationships are unnecessary burden that gives you pain without really considering that what I had with my parents was relationship, what I had with my friends was relationship what I had with my sisters it was relationship without me even realizing that and just solely associating relationship to romantic um, relationships I always thought that it was scary it was a story that hasn't even started but I already know the ending and then You grow up, you learn more story, you hear more songs, you see more movies, you read more books. This would now evolve into something different. Into something that would put romantic relationships right in the middle and the main goal and the main purpose of the story. And if you can't keep a relationship, you must be partly a bad person. You must be a bad girlfriend and you must be a bad wife and that's why some relationships don't progress it's because one of the persons or one of the two people involved in the relationship is bad and that's exactly how it played in my mind so I thought that the first person I would meet and fall in love with is the person that I'm going to be with for the rest of my life I didn't know any better. And honestly, when you're at that stage in your life, high school, you feel like you know everything. You feel like um, you must be going through a lot of things to be able to understand. Of course, I didn't really listen to people when they told me that's, you know, that's not going to last. I thought 
everybody else was just really bitter. Um, I met him online. And so to me, the concept of meeting somebody online was really never alien. I met him in a chat room and I thought it was really nice. And we met in person. And I think it was instant attraction. Now the thing about these stories is usually they're one-sided because you'll never hear the story of the other person. But I know better now on how to tell these stories. Over time, I thought I had gotten better on how to tell them, but no. Now that I understand that I don't know what the other person had gone through, and I have no idea what went on their mind as we were going through that, I should stop judging them. Or I had stopped judging them and just accepted the truth that it was never meant to be. And I would even say probably, but at this point, I already know it was never meant to be. And so in my stories, I wouldn't be discussing so much of what went through them or putting blame on anyone. It's just really me and how this isn't my story. We were both in the uni. He was a little different from who I was. Well, a lot different from what I wanted. Uh, um, We had different hobbies, different interests. Uh, Our music were very, very different at that time. But, you know, he was good looking. He sounded really intelligent. And he was really funny. And I would say... I fell in love with him or at least since I thought he would be the one I thought that it was love that I felt at that time it went well it went really well actually I know the reason why we broke up is because he started liking another person and I would have applauded him now for his decency to break it off with me. Of course, at that time when it happened, I felt really bad and to be honest, I felt like everything was crumbling down and that I cannot see any other future or any other way than that. And that feeling stayed with me for a very long time not even at those times when I thought I liked somebody else it was still there subtly I was comparing everybody and everything to whatever I have experienced with him because it was good it was really good but looking back at it now I would only remember highlights, but I would also remember the joy and the cheer and the excitement that I have felt the first time we went out, the first time that we watched the movie, 
because it was good. After him, I had two other boyfriends who were a lot older than me. The other one, okay, right, the guy right after him, he was very honest with a lot of things and I learned more about myself on a sexual level with him. No, 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 no. It wasn't about whatever um, happened behind closed doors. It was more of the conversations that we had. He was very honest about a lot of things of what guys would have wanted with me. And up until now, I completely appreciate that. But looking at it now, I felt like I was having a conversation with an older brother who just cared deeply so much for me that he would give me all of these tips and ideas of how guys would have looked at me. But then we also broke up. And I honestly can't really remember how we broke up. I just know that he broke up with me. I can't even remember what was the reason why we broke up. After that, shortly after that, I met someone online again. And this time, he's not Filipino. He's Japanese. And that was the first time that I I had been in a long-distance relationship. That gave me the idea that, hey, I can do this. I'm fine with not seeing one person all the time. But, but, at that time, I think communication was not as good as what we have now. And would have I known, maybe I would have stuck with him a little bit more. That time, I was the culprit. I had to break it off because I felt that I should be dating someone who I can see every day, someone who's right beside me all the time, someone who I can ask um, if we can meet on a weekend. That time, I learned about trust. No, not trust, touch. The importance of touch. Well, also the importance of trust because I didn't know what was happening with him and I felt like I was in the dark but looking back at it now he did the best he could so that I wouldn't feel that but it wasn't what I was looking for at that time and I thought it was touch it was touch But more of it was the intensity, the passion, and that want to fall in love. It's sad to think about it now that I said, I love you. But I didn't really feel it. I cared for him and I loved him, but not in a romantic way. Which is really sad, isn't it? So I thought at that time that maybe relationships aren't just for me. And that maybe I wasn't good at being a girlfriend. 
that maybe I wasn't a quality girlfriend. I know I'm smart because people had been telling me that ever since I was a kid. But I wasn't smart when it comes to relationship nor to love. And technically at that time, my whole idea of love was still funneled to romantic relationships. And my idea for relationships is still romantic. And I had so many expectations of fairy tale endings, of fairy tale stories in my mind, and it wasn't happening. So I told myself, this isn't my story. Because in my head, my story has to be one that wows people, has to be one that would be written in books, that has to be one that Disney would make a cartoon out of. And this isn't my story. So I moved on. I met a few more people in between. And I've learned more things about myself. But what I didn't learn, or what I didn't learn, or what I didn't want to learn, or what I didn't want to accept is the fact that I have an ego taller than me that I always that I was sure I am always right and that I didn't want to stray away from what I thought was real even if it wasn't real for me because that isn't my story my story is one that should be written in books one that would wow everyone and then I met the ex-husband online and he was good looking he was when we had our first conversations he was very charming and intelligent and again funny and I thought you know what, why not? I've always been trying to be the good girl that I am, but it doesn't work. But So maybe this time I should go a little bit loose and maybe this time I can give it a shot. And maybe people were right. I have so high, so much expectations. I have a very high quality for people. And maybe this time I, I shouldn't be like that. Maybe this time, uh, even though we're not, we don't have the same mentality for a lot of things, maybe that's what I need. Something different in my life. I went through the relationship with them and for four years and this is also my this is my fault I saw the red flags I didn't acknowledge them like anybody else who had been in a codependent relationship I always tell myself that things would change and I also tell myself this isn't my story my story is one that people would talk about. So I should stick because you know what? 
one day I'm going to help him fix himself. And one day he will see all my effort and we would be okay. And who knows, in his mind, it was also the same. I knew he didn't love me. He was attracted, but he didn't love me. But I'm not going to talk about the ways that he didn't. I remembered the days or the times when he was sincere and when he really cared for me. That was awesome. That was everything that I pictured. But there were days when I can simply feel alone even if he was with me. And that I know that he was thinking of someone else and not me. I thought I knew him. And I really didn't consider that no matter how much patterns I put on together, I will never know what he thinks and what he feels. He had it. And he left. And I'll tell you now, it wasn't a clean separation, if you may. It was a day of drama. And now, looking back at it, unnecessary drama. And I tried. I tried so hard. He probably did the best he could to try and see things and understand what was going on. But he just wanted to be left alone. When he left, I did feel like my whole world was crumbling down. At one point, I was very attracted to him that I thought it was love. And so when he left, I felt like I was right. I'm not good with relationships. And you know what? This isn't my story. This is not supposed to be my story because now people will judge me. People will be looking at me and will be saying that I am a separated woman and that people will be talking. What would he say to other people? How would they judge me? Or how would they judge him? Or the relationship that we had? So I tried really hard because I didn't want that to be my story. I didn't want that path. I resisted it for so long until I took that trip outside. And in that trip, one day, I woke up asking myself if it was the kind of life that I still want to go back to. And the answer was no. That day was the day that I realized I have been looking at this all wrong and I should be loving myself more.
that day I realized that I can live so much better and he can have another chance in life without me in it and that is totally fine because we are both giving each other our freedom back and our space and our time to be really ourselves and push through things that we think would make us better people I was his mistake and he was mine I've hurt him as much as he did with me and without me in his life there's no need for him to rebel or resist anything and this isn't me being the hero no this is just me realizing that we were better off without each other. And I went back, saw him for the last time. He was about to hug me. I stepped back and I shook his hand. And that day was the first time that I felt free. But after that day, I felt still very much alone because even at that stage, I was still looking at things as relationships are all romantic. And I was still convincing myself that this isn't my story. And slowly, I was realizing, no, hey, wait, that was my story. That was part of my story. What isn't my story is the lie that I've been telling myself all these years. That I wasn't a good girlfriend or I wasn't good in relationships. That all these relationships were just there to hurt me, to break me. And so that somebody else would find me and rescue me and things like this. I'm like, hey, no. Also, I'm not, I'm not a victim. I'm neither the villain. I'm just another passerby in the story. The one, uh, th that girl who would be followed by zombies all over would appear in the movie every now and then. But, but that's about it. I thought I started to understand how I've dealt with that phrase until I met the person who had changed the way that I've looked at things until the reason for the, this podcast came along well initially he was but no no it's all a different story. I've never met him. But it was the first time that I truly felt love. I didn't really know, honestly, that things could be better. That one person who's far away can feel the most or the closest person to me because I didn't know that people can do what he did 
Our guys can do what he did. Our guys can offer what he offered. And for the first time, it ended without me being bitter and sad. Well, sad, yeah, of course. I miss him. Um, but I wasn't angry. And that experience still left me thankful and hopeful than I've ever been with the past relationships. That experience made me realize that, hey, we just really have different needs at different times. And I truly understood that if somebody doesn't love you back, it's not a crime. Again, I don't know what's going on in their brain. I couldn't assume. I could see and take a look at patterns just to make sense out of it. But it could not be the entire truth. I moved away from that experience sad and happy. Filled but still missing some parts. Then I met somebody new and who's proving me and proving to me that things could still be better and I couldn't be happier. I said that this isn't my story was the biggest lie because it was a resistance that I have built within myself. Whenever something does not go right, I tell myself that this isn't my story because I think of all the fairy tale, I think of all those suggestions that were given consciously or unconsciously growing up. And it's not their fault because probably in their lives, they're also expecting it. I just had to learn how to filter and discern a little bit better. I had to ask myself really critical questions about life itself, such as, was that the life that I wanted to go back to? I also said that this isn't my story was my biggest truth. So up until one point, I didn't understand what I was doing my, to myself. And this isn't my story was my truth. My truth that helped me understood that I was expecting and creating this whole world in my head. It was so hard to accept that. Reality isn't friendly. Accepting reality isn't always nice. Accepting reality isn't always happy and most of the time, it's painful. Because it takes you away from that place that you thought was your happy place. 
Now, it doesn't feel bad when I say thank you. When I become more grateful for things that are happening in my life, it doesn't feel hypocritical. Because now it's a real thank you. And not just a thank you to tell myself that things will get better. I learned that happiness and sadness are the same when it comes to permanence. They're both temporary. They're both fleeting. And that's what's good about it. Because tomorrow I would not have known what I would feel about certain things in my life. And certainly, if my younger self hears me now, she'd be shocked, she'd be sad, she'd be worried, she'd be concerned. But my older me can tell her and assure her that things are going to be okay. Because nothing is permanent. And that because whatever happens in my brain, that isn't our story. That wasn't our story. Our story is we've met people, we've learned our lesson, we learned how to love, we discerned better, we loved ourselves a little bit more, we understood how things start working, we finally know what we want for ourselves. That is my story. And all of the other experiences is part of that. So for this anniversary, never ever invalidate any of your experiences. That is how I've learned to let it go and let it flow. When I stop saying, this isn't my story, you can also look for that phrase that stops you from flowing. I'll see you Tuesday and we'll continue with our dating series. Thank you, stranger, for the one year. You're awesome. And I hope to see you on Tuesday for our next episode. Till then, thank you so much. Bye. Hey, stranger. This isn't a one-way conversation. So join me and let me know what you think. Send me an email at linotegami at gmail.com. That's L-I-N-O-T-E-G-A-M-I at gmail.com. Let's be updated with each other's lives and follow each other on Instagram. Look for at Lilith Star or L-I-L-I-T-H-S-T-R. Let me know if you like our discussions and if you like the show, so please do rate, leave a rating on your favorite streaming for the show. I'd love to hear from you in any way. Stranger, thank you so much for listening. Please keep healthy and see you on the next episode. My name is Lee and this is Decapitated Thoughts. <laughs>